Welcome to the Hoops and Recreation Halftime Show, the quickfire NBA podcast bringing you more basketball content with roundtable discussions, league updates and guest interviews. I'm your co-host for today, Matt, and joining me this week, we have yet again a full house. Mark, Wardy, how are you both doing? Super, super pumped to be here for this one. Super, super pumped. Well, the the audience aren't going to be able to see this, but we're recording this on Zoom and I had to really try not to laugh throughout that whole intro because there were balloons going off on my Zoom (laughs) screen that were coming from you, Wardy. I feel like you're definitely, there's a little bit more pep in your step today. I don't know what's happened. Yeah, I don't know where those balloons came from. (laughs) I'm thinking it's either Mark or... You're such a boomer, Wardy. You're pressing buttons and not knowing what's going on in your (laughs) screen. You'll turn into like a cat in a minute and (laughs) not know how to change it back. (laughs) <laughs> oh, i really hope so i think if we could do the rest of this podcast with you kind of with the cat filter wardy i honestly make my day so i'd really appreciate if you can just smash a few more buttons and hope that happens again mark how are you doing mate yeah i'm good i'm looking forward to this episode this is something we, we've never done before so yeah it's gonna be fun and I, and I always love kind of competing against you two as well um i like it when i win and I don't <laughs> like it when I lose, funnily enough, which, yeah, like you said, kind of happens all the time. We'll put a little bit of context to uh, the listeners um, because today's episode is a little bit different. Uh, by the time this episode releases, we're going to be about six weeks into the season. So we thought we'd just kind of completely throw the usual format out the window, which we normally kind of do anyways with these halftime shows. And we've got a couple of different segments for you today. Uh, we're going to start the podcast off with our uh, with a few bold takes, seen as we are six weeks into the podcast. And we made a joke a few weeks back saying this is the best time to be an NBA fan because there's a slightly larger sample size than one or two games and everyone loves making ridiculous predictions at this point. So we're going to start by doing some bold takes. We've all prepared one bold take each based on the first six weeks. Uh, Wardy has also prepped a little game of sooner or later based on NBA uh, kind of points in history. With that in mind... We should probably start off with some bold takes. So like I mentioned there, we've all come prepared today uh, with a variety of takes that we think could potentially come true based on the first six weeks of the NBA season. And Mark, we're, we're not going to kind of uh, fanny about with this. We're just going to jump straight into it, mate. What's your bold take that you come prepared with today? I think that the odds on favourite, the bookie's choice, the NBA's golden boy, the guy who had his games on TV before he was even in the NBA, Victor Webanyama, is not the rookie of the year. Okay. I kind of like this one as well because, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this take. So why? Why do you think that Wemby is not going to be lifting the trophy at the end of the year? I think Chet is too good. And I'll tell you why. So currently... Uh, Wemby is averaging one point and one rebound more than Chet. They're both averaging two assists a game, one steal a game and two blocks. Wemby turns it over one more time a game. So they're very, very close on stats. Wemby with slightly more points, but also with more turnovers. But then when we really break it down, Chet, 50%, 56% field goal. Wemby, 42. Chet is shooting 46% from three which is mad for a seven fur Wemby shooting 29% from wow. three wow Chet is shooting 90% from the free throw line Chet is on for a 50-40-90 season in his rookie year which is absolutely unheard of there's only a few players who have done that in their entire NBA careers and he might do it in his rookie season as a seven foot rookie 
when we're shooting 78% from the free throw line. So are we arguing that maybe Wemby's being asked to do more for his team because he's, you know, in a worse team? Yeah, I would agree with that. But doesn't take anything away from what Chet is doing. And, you know, I love a PER, plus minus. Yeah. Currently, Chet's PER is plus 72. Wemby's minus 114. Ooh. And I don't think that's going to get it done for Rookie of the Year. No. And I'm a little bit surprised, to be perfectly honest. I know um, when we saw Wemby for the first couple of games, he really, really impressed. When we saw him in Summer League and the headbutt on Chet and things like this, everyone kind of thought, oh, okay, like Wemby's here to, 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 and he means business. And by all means, he's absolutely had some cracking games, some games that rookies should not be having right now. But I do think you're absolutely right. Chet is showing way more consistency and is showing traits towards winning basketball. Wemby's just kind of giving us highlight plays and filling up the score sheet. And we mentioned a couple of episodes ago when I was talking about the Spurs, that when you actually look at all of the games that the Spurs had had at the time, Wemby's only been the top scorer on two of those games. I think at the time they played about 12 games or something. He'd only top the scoreline on two of those occasions. Yeah, he'd got all the boards, but he's seven foot five. Of course, he's going to top the boards in, in every single one of those games. But I don't think he's, other than the odd highlight play, I kind of agree that he's, Chet's just the better consistent player at this point. Yeah, I think Webby is going to be the better player. I think he's going to yeah be a generational talent. But as it stands, I don't think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. Wardy? I can't not agree with you there. I mean, Chet's been awesome and he's doing it on a, a winning team, like a really, really good team. He's got great players around him. He's not even number one. And that's unusual for a lot of rookies because they come in on bad teams because they're the, you know, the teams that did worse the previous season. Um, and You look at the optics of rookie of the year. Normally, it is always a really good player on a team that isn't really doing anything pretty much, you know, like, um, Paolo Banquero last year was yep. I mean he was brilliant like really really good and you know he'd do good on a good team but you know he was far away and beyond but the points were there for him the rebounds were there for him you know Chet and it was guaranteed. a fairly one horse battle last year as well let's be honest yeah, there wasn't yeah, really anyone else in it but uh, Chet's having to work for his points they're not given I think Wemby's a given because there's no one else talent wise like him but you know Chet's got he's got Shea he's got Dor he's got uh, Jalen Williams uh, yeah exactly there's so many good players and he's not taken away from any of them as well and they're winning so if you throw that in team success along with a great rookie season if if Wemby and Chet's stats stay similar to they are now I could definitely see that yeah it's going to be a close ra- race but like you say time of recording Spurs are flat bottom of the league OKC are joint with the Nuggets, joint the same record as the Nuggets at the moment. So that puts them in pretty good stead. Um, the other thing that's holding Wemby back, in the last 20 years, only five of the number one picks have been Rookie of the Year. So the statistics don't help him. I, I, it's so weird with things like this with sports, isn't it? There? There's always those kind of, like, like you said, there's um, these weird almost what shouldn't be um, 
kind of almost sports curses. This is completely irrelevant to, to basketball. I was watching um, Welcome to Wrexham the other day on TV and they were talking about... Great like, programme, isn't it? Such a good programme. Honestly, I love it. But they were talking about like the whole idea of it was based on last year's um, season, Wrexham trying to... Uh, Wrexham Football Club trying to get out of the kind of National League and it was them versus Notts County. And they were arguing over... Or, or kind of debating like whoever comes second, it's a really, really bad situation in the league because you go into the playoffs and they were saying, statistically speaking, the people that finish second don't then win the playoffs. And there's all these weird like little curses where that shouldn't be the case, right? Like in a playoff situation, the team that seeds the highest should then go through. But we see it with basketball all the time, right? With the Lakers last year going to the Western Conference finals, the Heat going all the way to the, the finals. Right. How many times do a number one seed actually end up in the finals? Not yep. not that often. Exactly. And it's the same with like yeah. rookie of the year. It's, it's the person you expect to be the best isn't. And I wonder whether that's just a bias situation where you've got someone that maybe you expect to be the second, third, fourth, fifth best actually overperforms. Whereas you have such a lofty expectation of someone like Wemby, it's almost too hard to live up to it. Mm. And the, the 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 rookies of the year, the number one picks were LeBron James. So he was 2003. Uh, Derek Rose, Kyrie Irving. So, you know, there are three that were, you know, probably always going to be the rookie of the year. The other two might surprise you. You know who they are? Back to back on the same team. Back to back on the same team. How many years yeah. did you say you're going back? Uh, and this isn't, this, these are the most recent ones. Oh, okay. Are we, oh, hang on a minute. Again, I don't know whether this is the case. I don't know if they were rookie of the year, but we're not talking about like KD and Russ or something, are we? No, we're not no, going no, back no. that far. I know Russ was the same oh. year as um, Derek Rose, wasn't he? Tatum must have won rookie. He, he won it seven years in a row, didn't he? What Tatum? <laughs> <laughs> He's still winning it now. It's not Hang Tatum. Just... Brown did Brown win rookie? I'm just trying to check this because I no, I did get it right. Yeah, you should back yourself, Mark. You, we're the I know. I, I, know. You two got we're me worried then because you know. weren't getting it, but I, 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 I was getting it right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the time frame. I have no idea on the time frame. Who, I'm going to start looking up Rookie of the Year for previous years now. This is where I'm rookie. Oh, I'm, this is me cheating because I'm going to see it anyways. NBA Rookie of the Year awards. God, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, okay. So, what? Two years in a row? Andrew Wiggins. Ah, cat. Right, okay. Cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you very but much. But Wiggins obviously was not the number one pick by the Timberwolves. Got traded. Got traded from the Cavs, didn't he? Ah, there we go. Yeah, but yeah, they had it two years in a row. Oh, look at them now. Look at them now. <laughs> it's, it's taken them a long time to get success like that back. What's happened now to, to the Minnesota Timberwolves? To be fair, they're doing very, very well this year. Wiggins has uh, won a chip, but not with the, the Timberwolves. So you would say it's kind of a success, I guess. Wardy, what's your uh, bold take of the first six weeks of the season? Uh, mine's super bold. Um, oh, Ja Morant will be MVP this season. What? what? This is what? my feeling. You see, the, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are so garbage at the moment. And they've been a top team for a couple of years now. They've been a really good team. You know, look, they've been playoff, playoff uh, performers. They've been title hopefuls, I guess. And it shows that when he's not around, they're garbage. He's going to come in. He's going to be super sorry for his 25 games. He's left his teammates in the lurch. He's going to come back, push him super high up the standings, get him into the first round, yeah, get him into the first six in the playoffs and prove to everybody 
that he is the best player in the league. This season? Absolutely. He can do it in 57 games or whatever it is. Piece of cake. He won't even be, el- won't even be eligible. How many games is it then? <laughs> 62. <laughs> <laughs> What's it? No, he'll be so the... It's a really uh... bold take because it's mathematically impossible. <laughs> okay. Right, hang on. Let me reword that. He's going to be the uh, NBA Players Association MVP <laughs> this year. <laughs> He's going to be the Hoops and Recreation MVP of the year. <laughs> How many games has he banned? 25. 25 <laughs> so he's gonna miss it by he's five a couple games. of games short bless him but he would have played five games in the playoffs by the time they announced it anyway so that doesn't count Wally no, that no, is the most incredible bold take ever that is uh, I, I'll tell you what Mark unless you'd put like actually pull that up of like mathematically it's impossible I never would have even thought about it. I would have been like oh, actually I can see that happening I was ready to be on your side Wally of like yeah Memphis currently they're kind of bottom third of the table in the West. Like I can see the Grizzlies going on an absolute tear. Like to make just about scraping into top six. And you can't deny a, a team that's almost at rock bottom, bottom of the league going all the way up to, like I said, top six in the West. But mathematically speaking, it is impossible. I'm sorry. That's yeah, brilliant. I mean, he said bold. That was super bold. That was... Let's change it. NBA Players Association, MVP. Because I'm sure <laughs> they don't have any rules, do they? I mean, to be fair, just simply saying that when Ja Morant comes back, the Grizzlies are going to be top six in the West. Like that in itself is going to be a bold statement when you look at all of the other teams that are pushing this year with Timberwolves playing as good as they are, with OKC playing as good as they are, Mavs playing as good as they are. Like there's all these teams that weren't in that top six last year that are now in that kind of top area of the table. That in itself, just the Memphis Grizzlies coming back and being top six in the West, that would have been a bold enough take. But I love the fact that you also had to sprinkle in there who's going to be MVP. <laughs> You'd completely forgotten about the eligibility stuff, hadn't you? Oh, I had. Is this we'll let you off. It's the first, it's the first year, yeah. year of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this yeah. is all Kawhi Leonard's fault. <laughs> Actually, it's all Kawhi Leonard's fault, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny how he's played every game since this has been introduced. <laughs> uh, him turning around and saying it's going to have zero impact. Why are you making these rules to impact us? And yeah, funnily enough, him and Paul George have played every single game, I think. Yeah, honestly, though, Wardy, like, if you can make an argument for him just coming back and making the top six in the West, because I can't see that happening. And there's no way you'd win in any sort of award like MVP if he wasn't in the top six. Not a chance. No, no, that's true. But, you know, it's a, bold take. <laughs> it's a fairy tale, isn't it? It'd be pretty good. Oh, you know what? If, they, if, if this comes around where they get top four, Oh, this is going to age. For me and Mark, this is going to age like bad milk. (laughs) If all of of a sudden they're home court advantage and we're just laughing at you right now. No, no, this is going to age brilliantly because every time, you know, we could talk about Jaron Rout, we're like, do you think he'll win MVP? (laughs) Well, you forget that he's good in the West. Yeah, he is good in the West. (laughs) Yeah, he's very good in the West. He told me himself, he's good in the West. I'll take his word for it. (laughs) To be fair, though, if the rest of the Grizzlies were healthy, I could potentially see your argument but the problem here is that the Grizzlies aren't necessarily short at point uh, what they are short at is everything else on their team right. so they have a couple of guards that can temporarily kind of slot in that point position with Marcus Smart and uh, kind of some of the other guys to take over on the two and things like this uh, I think Ja Morant coming back doesn't stop the fact that I'm pretty sure they've got like the local caretaker to play at centre right now so 
<laughs> I think that's the, the the bigger problem is the fact that I'm pretty sure the Grizzlies the other day had nine players out, which is absolutely ridiculous. So I think that's more the issue with your bold take here, Wardy. With missing um, Stephen Adams, uh, yeah. missing Clark as well. And the, it's weird about um, Kenny Lofton. Like, he doesn't even play. This guy had, what, 42 points in his first ever NBA game, yeah. NBA start. <laughs> 42 points in his first ever NBA start. And now he's got Bismack playing ahead of him. Like He's not even getting off the bench a lot of times. It doesn't make any sense to me. He can't be that bad. He can't be worse than 35-year-old Bismack Biombo. To be fair, don't say anything bad about Bismack because the last time we did, he <laughs> single-handedly took down the Clippers. So I'm I'm staying away from bad-mouthing Bismack because it came around to bite me in the ass in that game. <laughs> well, Wardy, um, after that, kind of fever dream that you had about Jar Morant. Yeah, top that. Yeah. I mean, that. before we hit record, I said I'm more than happy to go last here because I feel like mine's a really, really bold take and I categorically can't beat yours, Wardy, but I will give it a go and mine kind of feeds off nicely to, to yours, Mark, actually, <laughs> oh, because... Okay. I, I like have... how I came like equipped with statistics and an argument yeah. and Wardy just made something up, you, you know, through, <laughs> through either, the, the, either drugs or alcohol. <laughs> well, There's no substance behind it whatsoever. He just just, like, I yeah, think this could happen. <laughs> I'm going to win MVP this year. It's going to happen. <laughs> well, I've got a little bit of statistics behind me, but don't make, I haven't got plus minuses and things like this like you, Mark, unfortunately. But my bold take is OKC will be a home court advantage team and Shea will win MVP. Jeez. Oh, right, you, you just jumped on my bandwagon. You just <laughs> actually picked someone who's going to uh, win enough games. That's not bold. <laughs> That's not bold. Right, okay. That is so, bold. That is bold on both accounts. So <laughs> the reason why, I feel like if OKC... I don't think one can happen without the other, right? So the reason why I've kind of done yeah. this as a double bold take is, realistically, OKC are playing incredible basketball this year and it is largely down to the contributions of the entire team they currently have three players that are all averaging 17 plus points which if you compare that to some of the other teams that we expect to be say in the finals and winning the only other teams that are doing things like this are the likes of the 76ers Boston, Milwaukee at this minute of time don't even have three players averaging 17 plus points. So the contribution they are getting from all of their team, every single one of their starters right now are averaging plus 10 points. So you've got Shea currently nearly 30 points a game, Jalen Williams 17 and a half, Chet at 17, Josh Giddy 12 and a half and Luke Dort at 17. Plus you've got the likes of Isaiah Joe coming off the bench averaging about 10 points a game. They're getting contribution from everyone. And when we look at Shea, um, he is currently averaging, like I said, nearly 30 points a game, currently shooting 53% from the field, 36% from three, 93% from the line, which again, is not quite at that 50-40-90 club. But if That's he can pretty kind impressive, of, though. if he can push that up over the course of the season, then I feel like he's going to be carrying the team. But again, it's not even carrying the team because again, you have the lights of Chet and Jalen Williams that are playing absolutely amazing. The other thing I think they have for them right now is they have teams around them that are struggling. You have the likes of the Lakers that are still showing signs that they're not able to shoot from three. The Clippers still haven't sorted things out with James Harden. The Suns, who we expect to be up there at the minute, are. Uh, currently in and out of the lineup with um, Bradley Beal and Book. 
inevitably Kyrie Irving's going to have a blow up at some stage in the year. Can we trust the Timberwolves carrying on the way they are and they're not just going to be this year's Utah Jazz? I feel like they've just got all these other teams around them that have possible question marks. If they just keep getting their head down and doing what they're doing, I can see them being top four in the West. And if they if they go from playing to top four in the West and Shea continues to average nearly 30 points a game on nearly a 50-40-90 season... I don't care where the Nuggets finish or where the 76ers finish. I don't care whether or not Joel Embiid scores 30 points a game or whether Nikola Jokovic is averaging a triple-double. We've seen that from them the last three, four seasons. We haven't seen this from OKC. And I think that that shock factor will be enough for Shea to get MVP. I don't know who Jokovic is, but Nikola Jokic... Sorry, do apologise. I got excited then. I was on a big rant. My hands were going and everything. I was doing stern hand actions. If you don't pronounce MVP's names incorrectly, then who will? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and you're Charles Barkley, Giannis have we? would be really pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, how dear. is he going to beat Jokic? Jokic is averaging better numbers than he did last year in his MVP season. Like it, it, 27 points a game, 13 rebounds and nine assists. So that his assists have dropped ever so slightly, but his points and rebounds have gone up from his MVP season. And you're telling me that Shea's going to be able to to beat him. I can't see it happening. Well, currently, if we're looking at player stats, Shea is beating him uh, in points anyway. Points, no, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. It. okay, yeah. However, this is the point I'm making about the overall team performance. We know that MVPs will be will play for winning teams. And I just don't see how you can deny OKC going from, what, 10th in the league or maybe like 9th in the league up to, this is what I'm saying, home court advantage. If they finish 3rd, 4th in the West, that is that has to be one of the biggest jumps that we've seen. Um, and it's not like if we look at the Kings last season where they had a big jump. They also had a big jump, but De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis kind of shared the load. Like this is Shea mm-hmm. categorically averaging more points than previous MVPs have averaged and taking a team from essentially ah, oh, bright future, they're going to do well in five to ten years, to, no, 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 we're home court advantage now. And that's why I'm saying one won't happen without the other. I don't think OKC can be home court advantage without Shea having an MVP season, and I don't think Shea will get the MVP unless the team gets that placing, if that makes sense. And that's where I disagree with you, because I think okay. one can happen without the other, oh. 100%. I mean, when I look at the, the West, on day of recording, Minnesota, they're going to drop down. Denver are going to stay where they are consistent. The Mavs, we're not really sure about. Sacramento, again, that they're, they're probably going to improve. <laughs> the Lakers, we don't know. Phoenix have been really unpredictable. And then you've got Golden State and the Clippers, who are probably going to move up the standings, we think. So I think OKC have got a really good chance to be in that top four because they're consistent enough. But Denver aren't going to move out of that top four. And Jokic's stats aren't going to drop. Like, that's just, it's just not going to happen. So how am I going to how am I going to give Shea MVP when Jokic is clearly better in every category apart from points and it's only a, we're only talking about a couple of points now you know I love a PER Ooh. Shea's currently beating Jokic 119 to 105 I'm glad you came through with that stat because I missed <laughs> that PR. one completely <laughs> <laughs> but I still don't think that's going to happen now what I think might happen is OKC might end up home court advantage third or fourth. And he might win most improved player, but I don't think he's going to win MVP. 
Hey, well, that's why we're going for bold statements, not realistic statements here. We're going all the way to the top, <laughs> yeah. baby. We're going all the way to the top. Wardy, come on. You, you were about to give John Morant MVP. Surely you can side with me over Mark here. What's your crystal ball saying, Wardy? <laughs> I can't I can't side with you because Mark actually is saying a lot of things that make Damn sense. It. And um, you've also got thrown that the Nuggets don't have to finish top of the standings for him to still be in that conversation because they, they won the title last year. You know, they haven't got to prove that they've got to be a number one team because you know championship teams don't play for the regular season. They just set themselves in the right position, make sure they're ready to go in the playoffs. And, you know, if they finish one, two, three, four, the Nuggets, it won't matter. It won't matter for Jokic getting the extra couple of votes, but it absolutely will for Shea. And that's going to let him down. And he's got to be stellar for the whole year. And Jokic has proved it for the last four or five years. You know, he, he was, I think, the second or third. He was second in voting last year for MVP. And he won he the won two prior. Two times previously. Yeah, he could have won it last year if Embiid hadn't had a monster finish to the season. He really should have won it last year. I was going to say, he's the uncrowned yeah. MVP of last year. Like, there's people, yeah. you listen to games and people call him the MVP of last year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's commentators calling him MVP even though he didn't win the thing. That's the other thing that I actually think almost works in Shea's favour. We know with these awards that recency bias has an impact do we think that three years in a row of saying that Jokic is the MVP kind of makes you go we should probably give it to someone else well that's kind of what happened last year isn't it that yeah. it was that same with that Jordan Charles Barkley year as well you know where Jordan was clearly the alpha and Charles won it on the on the third year but I just think Jokic is so good this season like he he feels like he's even better yeah, than he has been in his MVP with years. less effort as well, which is really absolutely hard and to the watch. Team is so consistent. I think they will be the number one seed. And again, like if they're clearly the number one seed, and he's you know clearly the best player on that team, it's really hard, especially when he's averaging almost a triple double. Like you, you just can't deny the guy, can you? Like yeah. in any aspect of his game. Yeah, well, currently looking at the, uh, again, day of recording, the Kia MVP uh, ladder, we do currently have Nikola Jokic at the top, then Embiid, then um, Luka. Uh, we then have Tatum at four, Shea at five. So, yeah, Shea does have a little bit of climbing to get up to that number one spot, if I am to be right. but He's in for a shout, though. And Luca will probably drop down because the Mavs seem to have forgotten what they're doing again. Well, and as I said, there's a Kyrie Irving blow up at some stage this season. Apart from just what I do want to shout out for uh, the Mavs. Um, if anyone hasn't seen it already recently, the uh, Fit Like Luca or Body Like Luca um, reel that they did or Instagram video they did, probably that Instagram post deserves the MVP because I watched that and was in tears and had to repost it just saying that this is why I love the NBA because that was amazing from the Mavs. So bravo Mavs, you win MVP already. All right. So with that, then we want to hear from you guys, our listeners, what your bold takes are. So do let us know uh, on Instagram or wherever you can contact us on what you think uh, your bold takes are. Maybe we can do like a little bit of a... Um, uh, kind of like a, a, a Q&A type thing on Instagram, Mark, or something. And maybe we can share some uh, bold takes during our next halftime show or something like that. It'd be quite good to kind of hear from you guys as our listeners what you think and uh, whether or not yours are bolder or less bold than Wardy's or, or, we, or whether you guys are thinking more realistic or somehow bolder than us. 
<laughs> just be prepared to back them up if you're going to make the statements yeah we need to hear them backed up but if we want, end up like wardy yeah we want plus minuses on every single statement <laughs> otherwise we're not taking it as a valid argument <laughs> all right well with that let's move on to our uh, next segment which uh, we're going to do a little bit of a game here we thought we'd separate this episode up with a little bit of a game and we've got kind of like a, a sooner or later game for you so wardy you're pretty much going to be taking this segment but uh, do you want to explain how the game's going to work or do you want me to explain how the game's going to work i'll leave it up to you mate um I think I can give it a shot. I mean, I have put it together, so <laughs> if I can't explain it properly, we're in for a lot of trouble <laughs> for the next 20 minutes or so. I like um, that you wore a shirt, Wardy, so you were much more like Bruce Forsyth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, exactly. Nice I, mean, touch. I, should have put, I should have put the tie on as well. Kept it like yeah. that. I've got a top hat out the back. I can put that on as well. <laughs> Sequin blazer? Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> my glamorous assistant is probably asleep on the sofa right now. So, <laughs> uh, so it's in in the, as Mark said, Bruce Forsyth a little bit higher or lower. I'm going to give uh, Mark and Matt um, a, a year in basketball history or an event in basketball history. They've got to determine whether that year that event happened is going to be sooner or later than the one that's just passed. Um, so I'm going to start you off way back in the past. I'm going to see if you can get this one. Uh, Hang on, should we just tell people how it's going to work with regards to the the scoring as well? Yes, go for it. So you're going to hear uh, someone getting a roll. So if Mark gets one, he's going to keep going until he gets it wrong. Then Matt will pick it up. I'll keep tally as we go along and hopefully we'll have a nice close battle towards the end. Okay, so just so I know, it's one point for a correct answer. Yep. I keep going. If I start, yep. I keep going until I get one wrong, in which yep. case it then rolls over to Matt. And he yep. keeps going until he gets one wrong, and then it rolls back over to me. Again. Absolutely spot on. Yeah, okay. basically, yeah, if if, if you keep if, if you keep getting right, it's kind of like almost a winner stays on. If you lose, okay. next person takes over. Yeah, king of the court. Yep, king of the court. Here we go. Right. Okay. Right. So it is kind of split up into some some sections. So um, you know, we'll see do you want to go first, massively? Oh, Sorry, do you sure. want to go first? No, yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah. let Mark go first. All right, okay. Mark should get the ball rolling with this one. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know whether well, I should be insulted or not. I'll tell you, I, you can decide what you do afterwards, actually, because I've got to give you a year first, haven't I? Oh, okay, yeah, you've yeah. got to give us a year first, yeah. If it's anything if it's anything before 2019, Mark can go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, right. Uh, Mark, you, you can go first then. So, um, the... The New York Knicks win their first championship. So if you give me the year, that's going to start us off. Is it 59? Oh, no, you're way, 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 way off. So, Matt, you can have a little guess. Uh, am I late or Is he late or early? Oh, I'm early. I'm way early. You're way, yeah, you're way early. Yeah, I'm yeah. way early. Way early. 74. Uh, 1970. So you are oh. absolutely the closest. So I'll still let Mark go first, away, though. Actually, no, still... Oh, okay, 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 okay. Right, 1970. The Knicks so have won their first championship. Our, okay, right. Our, our base year for the start of the quiz. Okay, cool, go. Okay, so Lou Alcindor becomes Kareem okay. Abdul-Jabbar. Did it happen sooner or later than 1970? Um, I'm going to say just later. Yeah, absolutely right. It came just later in 1971. Oh, here we go. I've got one right. So you're off and running with okay. one point. Okay. What year was that? 1971. Okay. So 71 moves on. All right. Okay. So 
Bill Russell wins his 11th ring. This is like an era of basketball that like, I only know the names and know nothing about when it actually happened. So I have no Same. idea exactly <laughs> like when any of this occurred. His 11th ring. But why do I feel like, again, it's maybe, is it just later again? No. Oh, wow. I would definitely would have, uh, would have gone for later as well. So, wow. Bill Russell was, was old. <laughs> he'd won 11 rings by 1970 by 1969 oh, 69 69 11 rings jesus christ i was thinking like speaking that can't be right he only played 13 seasons and then he was winning them as player coach as well <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy well i think the playing coach was counted in his 13 years was it yeah jesus wow that's, wild, That's the impressive isn't hall, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So 1969. Is the year. One for Mark. So Mark, let's mark you down. You're oh, wait. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, no. I don't get no, a point no, no, for that. No, oh, no, no, you sorry. Don't get a point. No, you're right. I apologize. I thought I Mark had got that right. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right. So the year, our base year now is 1969. This should be a nice, easy one. The best thing to happen to basketball was born. Have a think about what. Have a think about us as a group. <laughs> this should be super easy. <laughs> I was born way later, so it has to be later. <laughs> later. Absolutely. You want to give me a year? Um, 1978. Right. Oh, <laughs> That's no, I mean, right. I'll get across. You're giving me an extra year on me. Oh, me oh. it wasn't too bad, mate. Oh. <laughs> I get an only extra year, isn't it? Um, hi, my name's Matt. Welcome to the Hoops of Recreation podcast. And the best thing to come out of basketball in the year 1985. Oh, I thought you were talking about yourself. <laughs> 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 of course not. I wouldn't be so modest. That was very good. Okay, so I still got it right, but the year is 1985. Yeah, you got it right. You just Excellent. didn't know when you were born. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, now you're off and running. So can we please just confirm that the answer to that question was the year Mark was born? Correct. 1985. Oh, <laughs> this, I so thought this was going to be a lot easier than, <laughs> than it actually was. Oh, All right. Okay. Michael Jordan scores 63 in a playoff game against the Boston Celtics. Sooner or later? Later. Absolutely. Spot on. 1986. 1986. 86. Ah, okay. that was the uh, the year that he impressed Larry Bird, wasn't it? They did. They, it they lost in the series, but they. That's mm-hmm. right. That's when Larry said that wasn't Michael Jordan. That was God or Jesus? Did he say playing? That was God. Yeah, Mike, I think God playing in a Michael Jordan jersey. Yeah, I watched the last dance. <laughs> yeah. He was better at making bold statements than I was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> uh, so the next question. So uh, your your base year was nineteen eighty six. Uh, Moses Malone wins his third MVP. Uh, that was uh, before Sooner. That was no, Sooner. On. Yeah, Sooner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, I was, I was getting confused. I was like, hang on, does that mean Sooner's closer or late? Yeah, that was, it was. Sooner means before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Sooner, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that year was 1983. Okay. All right. So, Mark, you are currently ahead three to one. And you're on a three-question reading streak, so let, let, let's three, hope to get lucky soon. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question: Kareem becomes the all-time leading scorer. Later. 
That is correct. Oh, 1984. Wow. It's tight, been, it's tight around here. Yeah. Because he'd been the leader for so long. I think everyone just can't be bothered to know when he did it. Yeah. <laughs> and he played a lot longer than that as well. Yeah, he was really late 80s because he played in that um, Pistons series. I'm not, I think he played in the back-to-back series, didn't he? Yeah. Right, the late 80s. So, yeah, he had a very, very long career. Okay, 84. Okay. Next question. It was the Miami Heat's inaugural game. The first ever game for the Miami Heat? Ooh. Sooner. No, it was later. It was 1988. Wow. I just kind of assumed that the Heat had been around for, like, forever. No, 35 years. Not wow. at all. Miami Swamp Dragons before that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, okay, back over to me. Let's see if yeah. we can make a run here. What is it currently? 4-1 to Mark? 4-1, I make it. 4-1 to Mark. 4-1 to Mark. So your base year, Matt, is 1988. Sweet. Got you a nice easy one for your first one? Don't say that. Michael Jordan retires for the first time. Is that sooner or later? That was later. The excitement on your face that you actually yes. do. That answer. <laughs> Here we go. Yes. Can you give me the year, though? What, that he retired? Yeah, first oh. time. Was it like 94? No. I think I might take half a point off for that. Oh, I know. It's, <laughs> it's got to be around there, hasn't it? It's like it 93, was, 94, right. it's something like that. Very Oh, yeah. I knew it was three or four. I just couldn't yeah. remember whether or not, because I know he three-peated and then retired, but I couldn't remember exactly when the first year was that he three-peated. So. Okay. Right. Uh, Hakeem Olajuwon scored his 10,000th point. So was that sooner than 93 or later? I am going to say later. No. Oh, I thought it was going to be one of those things. It was like, that was 94. Like, I thought <laughs> you we... were going to do like a little one-year thing. <laughs> Can we confirm it was a skyhook as well? <laughs> <laughs> Not Kareem, Hakeem. Hakeem, yeah. Yeah, it's a dream shake. That's a dream shake. Uh, yeah. So what year was it? Uh, that was... If you 19, say 92. 90, 1990. Oh, of course, you were just a couple of years out. Yeah. It's uh, a tease, isn't it? Yeah. And Hakeem was good for a really long time as well, wasn't he? He was, considering that was only his what, sixth year. Wow. That's quite impressive. Mm. All right. Mark, back over to Mark then. It's currently 4-2. Okay. So I, I know this is a favourite of Mark's. Um, Dennis Rodman wins his first rebounding title. Oh. Um, later. It was. 1992. You're really playing with a couple of years here, aren't you, Wardy? You're really making this like... Uh... Yeah, there's there's a couple of really big jumps because oh, okay. um, I, I couldn't make it work. <laughs> everything else is yeah, super tight. Any minute, it's going to be like LeBron. <laughs> yeah. all-time yeah. NBA all-time scoring leader. So uh, do, do you remember how many uh, rebounding titles Dennis Rodman won consecutively? Three or four? Oh, way out. Oh, 12. He, uh, <laughs> somewhere in the middle, he won seven. Okay, wow. And different teams as well. Yeah, so he would have been Spurs. Pistons, Spurs, Bulls. Yeah, it had to start yeah, with the Pistons, it, didn't maybe it? Maybe the Pistons, yeah. Yeah, surely the first one was Pistons, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, because he, he left around then, didn't he? Yep, uh, I knew that. Go. Good little Dennis Rodman chat. He's a favourite of mine. Everyone's. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, 
Uh, John Stockton becomes all-time leader in assists. Later. Yeah. You're really confident on that one, Mark. Yeah, I was just thinking about when when Stockton was playing and, uh, you know, like when the Jazz were good. So, yeah, it was definitely after 90, what well, we were on, 92. Yeah, it was later yeah. than that. It's 1995. Yeah, that felt right. I had 96 in my head. Okay. Man, you're killing this. 6-2. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're going to kill it a little bit more because we've got one of, one of my this lovely big jumps coming up. Oh, yeah. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony Davis was drafted. Sooner. But I'll tell you what. I'll... Drafted. <laughs> <laughs> As, as, you're, as you're smashing it, I'm going to throw a little caveat in. You're going to have to give me the year. Anthony Davis was drafted. Yeah. 2012. Wow. That was good. You were, you were hot on that yeah, one. You, you deserve so, your seven. I, I know that because I watched Anthony Davis uh, Team USA mm-hmm. um, before he was drafted. I knew he was the only college player. So, yeah. Wow. Same. I think I, I, think I said previously he was the, uh, the 2012's Christian Leitner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gone on to have a he didn't have quite as good a college career though but he has gone on to have a slightly better NBA career yeah I mean you can't really call one year a career can you yeah <laughs> was that Leighton's NBA career or, <laughs> or Davis College <laughs> yeah Davis for college I think no one's had a good college career for about 30 years now that's right yeah you, know, you would never get a, a Leighton or a Grant Hill again will you no never okay so the base year for that was 2012 uh LeBron James returns to Cleveland. Oh, um, that was later. That was. You gave Matt a ray of hope there. I know. Yeah, because, you did. But, because, but then when I thought about it, I was like, no, he's at Miami in 2012. I knew that. Damn it. Okay, so that's 8-2. Okay. That's 8-2. Wow. I, I, I might be throwing a spanner in the works this time. Uh, it's a super tough one. Um, Brandon Roy retires he's wow. an absolute favorite player of mine I was gutted when he obviously had to to call it quits but um that's why I threw him in um I'm gonna say that was what year are we on 2012 uh no we had 2014 of oh, 2014 bronze return so I'm gonna say it was later no he was gone like 2012. Wow. Yeah. And I think about him as kind of being around the same time as like as Bron. I guess Bron's, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bron's been around the same time as everybody. Yeah. Yeah. He's been around for a long everybody time. Everybody in the league at the moment. Wow. And people's dads as well. Wow. Wow. Okay. Here we Damn. go. This is comeback time. Okay. This Come is on. slightly oh. closer to my era. This this is slightly closer. I mean, um, there's a, so the, the year starts two. with a, a two, so I think yeah, we, we might we yeah, must yeah, be closer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two zero. Yeah. Yeah, you're actually born in this era now. Exactly, so. Yeah. Uh, so our base year now is 2012. 2012. Right, got you. Um, Ray Allen breaks Reggie Miller's three point record. Okay, are we going lower? Lower? You mean sooner? So yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just very, just. very close. Uh, so he broke that record in 2011, which feels a really long time ago. 12 years, I literally remember like it was yesterday. That's yeah, yeah, it was wow. Really... Was he in Miami yeah. then? Or was it Celtics? No, then? he was still with Boston. Celtics. Yeah. Uh, a and great those... moment when they had an embrace at the uh, the commentary desk. Yeah, him and Reggie. 
Yeah. And then they, they they released those 13s the next day, didn't they? Yeah. 3,500 and whatever, or whatever pairs it was. Here we go. Right. 8-3. Comeback starts okay. now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Um, Kevin Garnett wins MVP. That's got to be... Why is this so difficult? This is a real limbo. I was going to say, is it... I'm trying to think. It's got to be sooner. Just. It is sooner. Quite a lot. Quite a lot. Oh, way okay. sooner. 2004. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't go back too far, Woody. We were just out of the early... We were out of the 90s <laughs> a second ago. I had a glimmer of hope here. You don't take me backwards. So, yeah, 2004 is your year. Uh, the Seattle Supersonics play their last game. Oh, that one's wow. got to be... That one's got to be... Yeah, that one's got to be um, later. That is right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, the... the the year after KD's first season. Yep. Um, yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday. You guys keep saying that, so I've got to throw one of those in. <laughs> uh, Matt, so you're on a, a bit, bit of a roll now. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing well. You're doing great. 8-5. Um, this is where it gets a little tough. Kobe Bryant scores 81 points against the Toronto Raptors sooner or later. And what's the baseline? 2008. 2008. Um, I think it might be just later. No, I'm afraid uh, it's 2006. Of course, it's by a couple of years. Classic, <laughs> Wardy. Classic. I'll give you some, some easy ones and some tough ones as well. Right. Keep mixing it up. I'm conscious of time here, Wardy. So we're currently being 8-5. Should we say that we will do two more? And then well, see I've only what... got one more question. Oh, there we so... go. Perfect. Oh, right. that, that works you out quite nicely. You have two more, <laughs> I'm afraid. All right. Um, Go so, ahead, Mark, Mark bring us home. your baseline year is 2006. Uh, last question. Dirk Nowitzki wins MVP. That is later. That is later by one year, 2007. Wow. Wardy, you are a, a hard games master for sooner or later. These little one-year, two-year gaps, you made it very difficult. But that was you smashed it. And well done, Mark. Congratulations for uh, winning the first hoops and wrecks sooner or later the inaugural sooner or later uh i feel a little bit bad because um you were a baby or not (laughs) during most of those maybe Um, i'll come up with the questions next time and it can be you versus wardy i feel like that might be a little bit and it'll just be based on like 2015 (laughs) or like just in the last 10 years i'll just quiz you on rookies from 2019 to 2023 The strange thing is, and this is this is what threw me out my quiz. Is there's so many more stats that you can find from sort of like the <laughs> yeah, no shit. I was going to say the, the the league's been here for what seventy six, no, seventy seven years. What, in terms of what's recorded, like someone will post on Instagram. It's like, like Kevin got uh, Kevin oh, Durant right. was like the first person in Suns history to record uh, like I don't know thirty six points with nine rebounds and two assists and 18 steals in <laughs> 37 minutes and 27 seconds first person to ever do that it's like you can make anything up these days can't you so it's a you lot literally there's, more, there's more yeah, out yeah. there for you to, for you to pick from and yeah. it's a bit in, overwhelming so in what year did anthony davis record a triple double whilst wearing a nappy it's like you know <laughs> it's the first person <laughs> The first person to be banned from Instagram and still complete <laughs> an NBA game the following day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, yeah. they're so ridiculous now, aren't they? When did Paul Pierce poop himself in a final? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, according to him, it never happened, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So I, I think we'll probably um, end the episode there, actually. And uh, I think with, with that, Wardy, um, thank you very much for putting together that sooner or later episode. Um, I feel like yeah, we'll, we'll do that again later on, in the, later on in the season. I'll put one together for you guys and see uh, the battle of the ages, as, as they could say. Uh, but with that, let's, let's close up today's episode and say thank you for listening to the Hoops and Recreation Halftime Show. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Sneakers and Recreation on Instagram to keep up to date with all things Hoops and Recreation. And until next time, guys, goodbye.